Allah on the day of judgment is only going to ask you questions rotating around one thing. Wherever we gave you a choice, how did you use it? There's no other questions. We gave you a choice to get up for Fajr or not. You didn't get up. You didn't set your alarm. You were lazy. Why? If we didn't give you a choice, then Allah's not going to ask you about that. Things happening around you or with you that you have absolutely no choice regarding or no role to play. Allah's not going to ask you, why did you do that? Because he knows I didn't even give you a choice. Why were you born in this country? <laughs> That's not a question Allah's going to ask you because Allah didn't give you, you know, the choice in that regard. So remember my brothers and sisters, we lay our trust in Allah and Allah alone. We know whatever happens will happen only from Allah. And whatever comes in our direction will definitely come if Allah has willed it and written it indeed. But let's not be foolish by using that statement which is so true to be negligent and to be people who don't care and don't bother. Remember to turn to Allah. Remember to fulfill your duty unto Allah with the basics such as Salah, such as your dress code, such as the Quran, the dhikr of Allah, the remembrance of Allah. This morning I received a message from a brother who swears that what helped him was the recitation of Surah Al-Baqarah and listening to Surah Al-Baqarah when his fever was so high. And according to what he says, he says, I promise you that's what brought my fever down. Imagine the conviction. Beautiful. Imagine the yaqeen, amazing. I'm sure he's taken other things and perhaps other medication and so on. But for him, what really worked was that Surah Al-Baqarah. Subhanallah. That's what would happen to us. If I make a dua to Allah before I take medication or even after I've taken the medication, I say, Oh Allah, I've taken this medication, but I trust you that you will, you will make this work on me. And you will cure me by your cure. Allah will give you the cure. And I've told you that there are people diagnosed with the same disease, taking the same medication, works on some, does not work on some. The power of Allah, that's what it is. The qudra. Believe in this qudra. We are mu'mineen. Nothing bad can happen to a true believer. Have you thought of it? Nothing bad can ever happen to a true believer. It's only good. That's confirmed in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. And his entire life, he never complained to Allah. So much so that in Ta'if, he didn't take it as a bad thing. It was a good thing. Although for us, it was terrible. We would go to war for that. But the Prophet ﷺ, given the opportunity and the chance, he says, Oh Allah, my mission here is to deliver the message of yours to these people. Oh Allah, guide my people. They don't know what they're doing. Allahumma di qawmi fa innahum la ya'lamun. Oh Allah, guide my people. They don't know what they're doing. Oh Allah, if you haven't written guidance for them, written, uh, write it for their offspring. It worked. Did you know that at, at a time of calamity, at a time that is very trying and testing, the angels keep saying, Ameen, 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 waiting for you to open your mouth. Did you ever know that? In the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, he says, make a good dua, the angels are saying, Ameen. So when suddenly you have a big accident, 
For example, if you're a person who hasn't had children for 10 years, soon as that accident happens, you know the angels are saying, I mean, say, oh Allah, bless me with offspring. People might think you're such a fool. You're not a fool. You're seizing the opportunity of an ameen of the angels to make another dua that may not be connected to what exactly happened. But because, you know, it's a calamity. It's a moment of duas being accepted. The angels are about to say ameen. The last thing you want to say is, oh, shibat. Allah protect us. It's a fact. We've been trained to say the worst of words. Something bad happens, we swear F's and B's. The angels are saying, Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. What are you wasting that for? Why are you wasting it? Subhanallah. Don't waste it. Make dua. Minimum is Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillah. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Ask Allah for goodness. And remember, that was planned by Allah. Unless you were foolish, it was still in the decree of Allah, but you're to blame. So the plan of Allah is always there. When you have had a role to play and you haven't played it, you are to blame. Allah will hold you accountable, responsible. That's the whole reason of creating Jannah and Jahannam. But if you have had no role to play, the decree of Allah will still come to pass, but in a way that you would not be held accountable for that particular thing because you had no role to play in it. La ilaha illallah. This is the balance that needs to be understood when it comes to tawakkul and tawakkul. A man comes to the messenger sallallahu he says, I trust Allah completely, O messenger. Now, should I tie my camel and trust Allah? Or should I let my camel loose and trust Allah? The Prophet knows that whatever's going to happen to that camel is still going to happen anyway, because it's written, right? He says, I'qilha, thumma tawakkal ala Allah. Tie it, then say, I lay my trust in Allah. Simple hadith. Although the Prophet knew for a fact, that nothing can ever happen to this camel except what Allah has written for it. He knew that. It did not negate the fact that you got to take that precaution. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to understand things. Now, let me continue a little bit further. You tried whatever you could, you did whatever you could, and you laid your trust in Allah, you made your dua, you did your Quran, you did your tilawa, you, uh, you cried at the time of the hajjud, uh, you, you did whatever you could, you became a good person, you repented to Allah, because my brothers and sisters, repentance brings about a lot of barakah and blessings. If the Quran has spoken about one act of worship that brings about almost anything and everything from the mercy of Allah, it is indeed definitely got to do with Istighfar, seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But now that you've done everything there, if my brothers and sisters, calamity strikes, understand Allah has said, we will test you with so many things and calamity will strike and a lot of things will happen to you that you did not want to happen to you because life is a test. When I speak to little children and even some of the youth and adults about Life being a test, they say, how can you prove to me that Allah created us to test us? Well, I always say there's a simple response to that. Nothing that's happening is happening according to your liking. Subhanallah. Everything that comes is according to the liking of Allah. Who you are is not even according to what you wanted. It's what Allah wanted. So when an examiner is asking you questions, you don't have a role to play in preparing those questions. It's from him. You've no say in anything. From that, you know this is a test. Because if it was not a test, Allah would have given me everything I wanted, how I wanted. He would have asked me before I was born to say, hang on, just choose. Where do you want to go? You want to go here or there? And where would you like to be? You know, subhanallah. 
He never did that. Because he knows it's a test. We're only sending you for whatever reason he wants to test us. I may never understand fully why exactly he wants to test us. But I know he wants to give us Jannah. And he wants us to go back to him. And when we meet him, we will know everything by the will of Allah. We, don't, we know for a fact. Sophisticated human beings also pass away. The most intelligent from amongst us also pass away. The top doctors from amongst us have gone. Subhanallah. May Allah grant us ease. So if calamity still strikes, you need to know that was a test from Allah. You need to pass the test. Don't ever question the decree of Allah. Thank Allah. Let it be a means of drawing you closer to Allah through all your ibadah and staying away from sin and engaging in istighfar. Still become a better person. And you need to know daybreak only follows the darkest hours of the night. You've lost your job. You don't know where the next morsel is going to come from. It's okay. You're not the first person that that is happening to. And you're not going to be the last person that that is happening to. You need to adjust your life. You need to make sure you've prepared for a rainy day. And at the same time, if push comes to shove, Allah will grant you. Do your best. Allah will open your doors. I've met a lot of people who've said we've adjusted our lifestyle. Alhamdulillah, good news to you. My brother, my sister, it is nothing to be embarrassed about when you need to sell your motor vehicle. You might need to sell your house in order to live in rented accommodation for a while. If you are too embarrassed to do that, you are the one who's going to struggle. But if it's come to that, very sadly, from a human perspective, there is sadness. But from a spiritual, religious perspective, there is excitement. If Allah wanted this from me, alhamdulillah.